الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الشيطان يعدكم الفقر ويأمركم بالفحشاء والله يعدكم مغفرة منه وفضلا والله واسع عليم يؤت الحكمة من يشاء ومن يؤت الحكمة فقد أوتي خيرا كثيرا وما يذكر إلا أولو الألباب صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen mothers and sisters Allah tbarak wa ta'ala has given great virtue status and position to those who have the knowledge of deen in the quran sharif allah taala describes this in the ayat that qul hal yastawil ladina ya'lamuna wal ladina la ya'lamun inma yatadhakkaru ulul albab that say do those who have knowledge can they be equal to those who have no knowledge in other words those who have knowledge they are not equal to those who are without knowledge they definitely have a greater position virtue status in the sight of allah taala but allah taala then also brings it to our attention that not everybody will understand this wama yadhakkaru illa ulul albab only the intelligent will take a lesson from this and the lesson is when allah taala has made this distinction that those who have been blessed with knowledge have a higher position and status in the sight of allah taala then it is the demands of intelligence that every person aspires to acquire the knowledge of deen because this will bring a person closer to allah taala raise a person stages in the sight of allah taala so this is the demands of intelligence and any intelligent person would now want to gain this great benefit so on the one hand those who have taken the step forward to be in an institution that is imparting to them the knowledge of deen because this is the knowledge that is being referred to in the quran and sunnah the knowledge that brings a person closer to allah taala as far as the other skills are concerned there's no harm in it if it is done according to the limits of shariat and the muslim community requires people in every field but just as it requires somebody to sweep the streets requires somebody to mend the shoes it requires people to fulfill all the other roles as well and somebody would be of a more menial job somebody will be doing a more uh, important job so those differences will be there in that as well 
But all that aside, nothing can compare to the knowledge of deen. This is a different issue altogether, that this dunya being a test, the reality of the knowledge of deen being the highest and being the greatest, this is not as clear as, like the example we keep saying, like pressing a switch and seeing the light come on, if that was how it happened in this dunya, then nobody will want to do anything else. So this is hidden a bit, but then the special people are chosen for the hidden treasure. Special people are chosen for the hidden treasure. But they need to appreciate that they were chosen for the hidden treasure. And the day will come when the treasure will be exposed to them. And they will gain the full understanding that this is something that they have achieved by means of being selected for this treasure. So in any case what we are talking about is that those whom Allah Ta'ala has given this opportunity they need to recognize what a great ni'mat this is what a great bounty this is and appreciate this bounty and make shukr for this in shakartum la azidannakum. The more shukr we will make, the more Allah Ta'ala will increase that favor upon us. But that at the same time, we need to now keep in mind that the knowledge that we are talking about that gives a person a greater status and position is not just information, is not just facts and figures. It is that knowledge which brings about khashiyat, the fear of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala, it translates into amal, into practice of deen, and it improves a person's ibadat, it improves a person's akhlaq, mu'amalat, mu'asharat, dealings, social interaction, and a character. It improves all these issues and brings a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. It takes a person away from sin, it takes a person away from all kinds of evil, vulgarity, etc. Then this is ilm, and this is something that gives a person a far higher status and position in the sight of Allah Ta'ala compared to those who don't have this. Now, to take it one step further, Alhamdulillah, many of you have already taken the step some years back. Some have come for the first time. But at every moment, there's a challenge. And what is the challenge? This challenge is the war between man and shaitan right from the beginning of time, right from the beginning of mankind's existence on earth or existence itself. From that time, from the time Adam والسلام, was created and Allah Ta'ala commanded everybody to all the angels to make sajda to him and Azazil who was Mu'allimul Malaika he was a jinn but he had such a position that he was the teacher of the Malaika he was also given this command but he refused and he became shaitan as a result and from that day this war between shaitan and insan between insan and shaitan has been continuing and will carry on till the day of Qiyamah 
Now the shaitan, Allah Ta'ala, made it clear to him that he is accursed forever. And he will remain in Jahannam forever. But he has been given some respite till the day of Qiyamah. So he now started plotting and planning and he exposed his plot and plan. What was the plot and plan that he exposed? He said, mustaqim." He said, Ya Allah, your servants and bandas, this insan, I'm going to work towards deviating them. But where, where am I going to sit? Now there's a thief, there's a highway robber, there's a hijacker. Where does the hijacker go and sit? The hijacker goes in some farm, one rural area, right in a remote place, and inside one jungle, on top of one tree, and he's sitting there and waiting for some car to be hijacked. He might not see a car in weeks or months in that deep jungle. She, that hijacker doesn't go and sit there in one deep jungle. He goes on a busy road, on the main road, on the highway. And now somebody stops for something, and this fellow with these terrible intentions and evil motives, he's waiting now to hijack whoever comes. So the hijackers don't go and sit in some remote place. They sit where the traffic is. So likewise, Shaitan said, I'm going to be where the traffic is moving towards Jannat, on the highway of Jannat. Wherever the traffic is moving towards Jannat, لَهُمْ صِرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ He said, I'm going to sit on sirat mustaqim on the state path that's leading to Jannat. I'm going to sit on the side there. And I'm going to be trying to grab whoever I can from that state path. And there are the deviations, some side roads which lead to dead ends. And some side roads which fall off the cliff. It looks like a road going. Person keeps driving down that road. Now it's a dirt road. So he left the main road. He says, maybe I'll see some scenery on the side here. And suddenly he comes as a cliff. This road finishes off on a cliff. And Allah forbid, he drives right across that cliff and falls right down to his destruction. So Shaitan is saying, I'm going to sit on this highway to Jannat, on the side. And I'm going to be trying to deviate people out of there and take them, look, this road here, there's good scenery here. Just come off the road now, just pass this road here. And in that process, going to bog somebody down in quicksand, going to bog somebody down in one, drop him in one river, somebody off a cliff, somebody where there's some other dangerous animals waiting to devour him. So all these things Shaitan is going to do. Now what are the highways to Jannat? All the paths where deen is being taught in a manner that leads a person towards the state path and leads him to Jannat. Whether it is some Darul Ulum, whether it is a madrasa where basic deen is taught, whether it is some khanqah, whether it is the work of da'wat and tabligh, whether it is any other organization that is taking people towards righteousness and piety. So all these efforts of deen, they are all leading to the state path and all directing towards Jannat. Shaitan is saying, I will concentrate on these paths. I will concentrate on those who are making an effort to move towards Allah Ta'ala. I will concentrate on them. And I will use my agents. Shaitan has got many agents. Therefore in the Quran Sharif, and we have been taught this is something we should do daily. And inshallah the Mu'allimahs will ask us and remind us also, have we done it? That daily every morning and evening we should recite the three quls. This is in the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's a lengthy hadith. Just the crux of it is that the person who recites these three quls, the last three quls, Surah Ikhlas, Surah Falak, and Surah Nas, three times each with Bismillah. 
first surah ikhlas with bismillah three times then surah farak with bismillah three times and surah nas with bismillah three times in the morning and in the evening then this will become a protection from all evil jinn, jadu and other calamities and hardships inshallah so we should make this a daily practice so morning and evening three times each we try and read this and inshallah it will protect us from so many things protect us from the effects of shaitan and so on so in any case in surah nas we are asking Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala for protection قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَاهِ النَّاسِ مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ that we are asking Ya Allah you protect me I am asking the protection of the rub of people and the deity of people and then from asking Allah Ta'ala from the protection of this whisperer this evil whisperer who whispers in the hearts and then retracts الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ this evil whisperer is from jinnat, the shayateen and from human beings also so they become the agents of shaitan so shaitan is saying just to keep in mind now what we are talking about shaitan is saying لَهُمْ صِرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ I will be sitting on that straight path meaning on the side like a hijacker that how many people I can deviate from here and now as people are passing on this path that will be the first effort of shaitan that they must not even walk on this road just stop them get them off the road completely so that is the first effort first effort in fact before that also shaitan will try to make sure a person doesn't even come on the path then if the person comes on the path try to stop him from walking on get him off the road and get him into some deviation so shaitan is going to concentrate on those who are on the state paths so somebody is in a madrasa they must expect greater attacks from shaitan and whether it is from shaitan in the form of waswasa in the heart whether it is by the agents that will put all kinds of thoughts in a person so one needs to be alert about this Allah Ta'ala is mentioning this to us in the Quran Sharif not that we will get now afraid and despondent or anything no, it's just to make us alert and if a person is alert then inshallah the person will be protected and saved so now the person shaitan is trying to stop the person from walking so the person refuses continues walking so shaitan now starts putting this vaswasa that you are walking but don't achieve the maximum now he can't get the person off the road so try to reduce and decrease the benefit the person can achieve and still try to create some kind of deficiency. If you can't uh, stop the car from reaching the destination, then try and scratch it on the way. Try and break some windows. Try and cause some damage. So it reaches, if it reaches also it's damaged. Some windows are broken. It's scratched all over the place. So this is Shaitan's now next effort. So regarding this kind of thing that Shaitan does, in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this waswasa of shaitan that a shaitan Allah Ta'ala speaks about first that Allah Ta'ala promises you that in the ayat of the Quran Sharif that we recited a shaitan ya'idukumul faqra wa ya'murukum bil fahsha wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratam minhu wa fadla prior to this ayat 
is the ayat of spending one's wealth in the path of Allah Ta'ala and spending out of that which one is attached to, not the thing that is now already wasted and broken and got no use for you, now only you want to spend those things which are of no use to you. It doesn't mean that if a person, if something is still usable, like a old clothes, it's usable, then you will not give it. You can give it, but the real sawab is what you still are attached to. And you are sharing that, giving that. Some of it you're keeping, some of it you're giving. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala says, don't only do this that you are giving, that in the path of Allah Ta'ala, which is now broken down, of no use. Now you want to give it. All this while you were miserly holding on to it. So then the next ayat Allah Ta'ala says, that when a person decides to spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala, here comes shaitan. Now spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala is an act of good. So it is not something that is restricted only to spending. The lesson is general. That when a person does some good, whatever good, now for example, somebody decided they don't want to go to any secular school, they want to be in a place that teaches deen. So shaitan now will try to come and put all kinds of obstacles in the way. So what kind of obstacles? Now in this ayat Allah Ta'ala says, that when a person is deciding to spend of his wealth in the path of Allah Ta'ala, so what shaitan does? A shaitan ya'idukumul faqr. Shaitan comes and says, but don't spend man. If you're going to spend this, then tomorrow you'll have a need. Tomorrow what will happen? So this tomorrow, shaitan brings a frightening picture about tomorrow. Whereas tomorrow, whether we're living or not, we don't know. Tomorrow, whether we will be in what condition, we have no idea. So, but shaitan brings this frightening picture about tomorrow. Why? So that he can gain his objective. So, as shaitan, shaitan comes and he warns you and he threatens you with poverty. That tomorrow you might need it. You got millions, but what happens if tomorrow something happens now? Uh, it all gets stolen or some fire burns everything or supposing the whole economy drops and then what are you going to do? So you must now work even harder now. You got some billions here, keep some billions overseas also. Then what happens if suddenly that country, everything goes haywire? So then now it must be in a third country, some other billions there. And shaitan keeps a person in this chakar. Don't, don't spend anything. So shaitan ya'idukum al-faqr and after this threat, and he now then whispers in your heart to do the wrong thing. Now in the case of spending, shaitan whispers in the heart that now be a miser. Don't spend. But this lesson is extended to everything. So shaitan said, don't go to the madrasa. Where are you going to go to madrasa and all? It's all backward people there. People who got no, nothing better to do in life, only they going there. All those who are all lost cases, only they going to the madrasa. This is the kind of Things that shaitan will whisper in the hearts and minds. But Allah Ta'ala says, وَاللَّهُ يَعِدُكُمْ مَغْفِرَةً مِّنْهُ وَفَضْلًا That one side shaitan is putting all these threats. But Allah Ta'ala is saying, that no, you spend, don't worry. You spend. When you spend sincerely for Allah Ta'ala, and you spend for the cause of Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala Allah Ta'ala is promising you maghfira, forgiveness. Now when a person's eyes close, one is in this very world, he needs the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala all the time. Because when he gains the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, he is under the shadow of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. 
There's in the shadow of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, he will have a peaceful and contented life. He will have a happy life. And if he doesn't have maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala in this world also, this very world will become an azab. His heart will be restless all the time. He'll be looking for entertainment here and there and everywhere and looking for one haram after the other haram to try and gain some kind of happiness. But it'll just increase restlessness. And then the akhirat is unimaginable. The good of it also is unimaginable. The azab is also unimaginable. Now Allah Ta'ala is saying, the one who will not listen to shaitan, Wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratam minhu wa fadla, Allah Ta'ala promises maghfirat. The main effect of maghfirat will be in the akhirat, in the hereafter. That this person now will get saved from all the azab of the hereafter. And wa fadla, Allah Ta'ala will grant you excess, will grant you even more. In other words, a person spent from his wealth, that wealth in reality seems like it got less, but Allah Ta'ala will increase that wealth, put barakat in it. More good will come out of it. So when a person does not listen to shaitan, and the agents of shaitan, and does not become miserly, does not hold back the wealth, but spends to the extent of what a person can manage to spend, in the path of Allah wa Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala promises maghfirat, and promises his reward and excess. Now again, the lesson is general. When a person takes the right step, does not listen to shaitan, all shaitan's major threats, and all the terrible picture that he paints in forward. Now for example, just to take a general example, which is a common story, last week I think we discussed this in passing as well, but this keeps coming up via emails and whatever else, phones and people who are getting encouraged in some bayan maybe, or they read some kitab, and now they decided to take the next step and go into parda. Now somebody's husband is becoming the obstacle, somebody's mother is becoming the obstacle, somebody's sister is saying all kinds of things, somebody's father is becoming the obstacle, somebody else, their friends are becoming obstacles. So now, when the person, now all, the shaitan also puts all these kind of thoughts in the mind, hey, but what will happen now? I will get left out of all the fun. That's one thought shaitan will put in the mind, I'll get left out of all the fun. And shaitan will put in the mind that, uh, what will happen now tomorrow, you know, I don't know if I get married, whether my husband will agree with this or not. Now, that same thing mentioned in the ayat, a shaitan Shaitan brings the fear of tomorrow, that tomorrow you could be poverty stricken, that tomorrow, he paints a terrible and a frightening picture about tomorrow. Whereas Allah Ta'ala is also giving us a picture of good of tomorrow, that if you don't follow shaitan, you follow Rahman. You follow what I am giving you. Then I am giving you a picture of good and happiness. What do you want now? So shaitan and the agents of shaitan will say all kinds of things. Shaitan will keep whispering a whole lot of things. And put this fear of the future. But that is shaitan's job. To try and make a person... Now the person, one is that the person started walking on the road... Shaitan tried to stop that, that didn't work out. Now the person is moving ahead. So Shaitan starts trying to decrease the benefit and scratch that vehicle from all sides, break some windows. So the person reaches in a damaged way also. Maybe the person gets injured in the process too. 
So the lesson in all this is that when we have taken Alhamdulillah with the fuzzle of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, with His grace, with His mercy, we have taken a step in the right direction, then we could do number one, be alert about the whispers of shaitan. We have to be alert about this. We have to know it's going to happen. Allah Ta'ala is telling us it will happen. Shaitan al-faqr. So it will happen. We have to expect it happening. And Allah Ta'ala told us about it so that we will know that when this happens, we will recognize it. And we will know how to handle it. How to handle it? Wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratan minhu wa fadla. Wallahu wasi'un alim. Allah Ta'ala has everything in His control. He will give you a lot. Don't worry about others. And Allah Ta'ala is all knowing. He knows the intention with which a person is doing something. He knows the intention with which somebody else is saying something. Sometimes some friend might be discouraging you. Now you came to madrasa, somebody else went to school. Now you met that friend. Oh, you want to start parda? Oh, I'm just feeling so sorry for you, man. I can just imagine what kind of things are going to happen. Now, this is the whisper of shaitan. Allah Ta'ala knows what is in the heart of this person making this kind of statement. Now, she is feeling that if this friend of mine goes into parda, then it will be, I will maybe look odd. Because now, maybe two, three friends are all going to parda, I might look odd. So rather I discourage them, then I also fit in. Now, outwardly, it's trying to be like a well-wisher to us. But that person is feeling embarrassed also, that I should be also doing this. Now, because I'm not doing it, I'm feeling embarrassed. So, rather stop the next person from doing it also. So, this is how shaitan will whisper things. That some friend, some cousin, somebody will say something. But Allah Ta'ala is telling us up front, be alert. And expect it to happen. When you expect something to happen, then you know how to handle it. So Allah Ta'ala made us aware, made us alert. And how we go, are going to handle it? By putting forward the other, other picture. Wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratam minhu wa fadla. Allah Ta'ala is making a promise. You making a threat? You are frightening me with tomorrow? Allah Ta'ala is promising the good of tomorrow. So who should I listen to? Listen to you or listen to Allah Ta'ala? Not that we should get into any argument with anybody. Don't ever get into any argument or any confrontation with anybody. In a very humble manner, in a very nice way, we will say, make dua for me. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has enabled me to take the right step. I'm weak, you make dua for me. Uh, you are saying that you are afraid about the future. Make dua, Allah Ta'ala makes the future very good for me. Just in a very nice way, humble way. Don't be apologetic about doing the right thing. Don't be apologetic about it. Be happy about it. Don't be proud. A mu'min is never proud. We don't proud. When a person is proud, then he looks down upon others. We are not proud. We are the humble servants of Allah Ta'ala. We don't regard it as our achievement. Whatever we are, whatever good Allah Ta'ala enables us to do. Somebody has become punctual with the salah. Somebody has uh, started wearing hijab and parda. Somebody has started uh, maybe reciting Quran Sharif daily, which they were never doing. Somebody is now dealing with better akhlaq, somebody has become more conscious of deen, somebody gave up music, somebody gave up chatting, all this haram, somebody gave up all some other sins that they were involved in. So, all this we will make shukar for. We will not regard ourselves as somebody. We will 
be very grateful to Allah Taala that He enabled us to move in this direction. That it is only His grace, it is only His mercy and only His fuzzle. So we will not look down upon anybody, we will not regard ourselves as great, ourselves as somebody, but at the same time we won't be apologetic and we won't shy away from the good that Allah Ta'ala has enabled us to do. We won't regard it as our achievement, we won't be proud of our, about ourselves in any way, but we won't shy away from the good that Allah Ta'ala has enabled us to do. We will in a humble way present that. that Allah Ta'ala has made it easy for me to start, I'm making dua for you also. That inshallah Allah Ta'ala bless you also with the tawfiq. And Allah Ta'ala keep me steadfast. You also make dua for me. You also make dua for me that Allah Ta'ala keep me steadfast and keep me progressing in deen. And may Allah Ta'ala give you also the tawfiq. If somebody discourages you from parda, you make dua for that person. Give that person dua. Say, uh, you make dua for me, Allah Ta'ala helps me to continue forward. And I'm making dua for you also. Allah Ta'ala give you tawfiq also to make parda. Allah Ta'ala give you tawfiq also to give up music. Allah Ta'ala give you tawfiq also to give up all this haram chatting. And I have given it up, you make dua that I remain steadfast. You make dua that I continue moving forward. I got many other weaknesses. You make dua, Allah Ta'ala remove those weaknesses of mine also. So don't be proud, but don't be apologetic, and don't shy away from the truth, but in a nice way. Don't ever get into any argument, any confrontation, any debate with anybody, in a very humble way, in a very nice way. Otherwise keep quiet and merely ask for dua. But never ever get into any argument or debate or confrontation with anyone. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala is giving us a picture. So now who do we listen to? Allah Ta'ala is giving us the picture of happiness, of contentment, of peace, of His forgiveness and maghfirat. And on this side is the fear of tomorrow. What will happen tomorrow? So what will happen tomorrow is what Allah Ta'ala wills. And I have submitted myself to Allah Ta'ala. So I am not going to now displease Allah Ta'ala today because of the fear of tomorrow. What a foolish thing it is. If I don't live till tomorrow, what, I, what was the use? That I did something for tomorrow, I have done, destroyed today and destroyed tomorrow also then. Today also I did haram because of the fear of tomorrow. That tomorrow didn't come, my today got destroyed and tomorrow got destroyed now. Because I got to meet Allah Ta'ala in this manner now. So, we have to look at the picture Allah Ta'ala is giving us. And then further in the next ayat Allah Ta'ala says, يُؤْتِلْ حِكْمَةَ This is that selection of Allah Ta'ala. يُؤْتِلْ حِكْمَةَ Hikmat, Hikmat has been defined in many many ways. And one of the meanings of Hikmat which has been applied here in this ayat is the understanding of deen. Deeni samaj. Allah Ta'ala blesses with the correct understanding of deen whoever he wishes whoever he selects you should be making great amount of shukr that Allah Ta'ala selected you to acquire the understanding of deen that is why you are in this institution any institution of deen where deen is being taught Allah Ta'ala selected you to be in an institution where deen is being taught where akhlaq is emphasized, where haya is being encouraged, where the laws of deen are being taught to you and you are being encouraged to apply them and practice upon them, where you are being repeatedly encouraged to give up any haram, 
So all this is from the side of Allah wa Taala. Yu'til hikmata mayyasha. Allah Taala gives this understanding of Deen to whomsoever He wishes. Or may yu'til hikmata faqad utiya khairan kathira. Subhanallah. What Allah Taala is describing to us that wa may yu'til hikmata. Whoever has been given this understanding of Deen, this wisdom, this understanding of Deen then such a person has been given abundant good. One is somebody who, one person who is a down and out person himself, he said, I'll give you a lot. For a lot, a lot for him might be maybe 100 rands. Because for him 100 rands is a lot. Poor person has only got maybe a few hundred rands. And maybe a person who is a good businessman, he might say a lot, he might mean a few thousand. And a very wealthy person, he might mean maybe 100,000. And the king, he might mean a few million. But the king of all kings, and the creator and sustainer of the world, of the universe, Allah wa ta'ala is saying, whoever Allah ta'ala has given this hikmah to, فَقَدْ أُوتِيَ خَيْرًا kathira, He has been given abundant good. The creator of the ni'mats of Jannah is saying abundant good. The creator of all the gold and silver and diamonds and rubies and emeralds and everything all the wealth of this world, that creator and sustainer is saying abundant good. We can never ever imagine the extent of the abundance of this good. So Allah wa ta'ala is saying that whoever has been given this understanding of deen, he has been given abundant good. And this abundant good will manifest itself, it will show itself in various ways. But it is again, dunya is a challenge dunya is a test. It will not just be so clear cut as 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 that you can see how it all added up. Most of the time you will not be able to work out how it added up. But it will keep adding up. Provided we do not listen to shaitan. We listen to Rahman. We listen to Allah wa ta'ala. And we look at the picture of good that Allah ta'ala is promising. Allah ta'ala now selects such a person for the understanding of deen, and وَمَا يُؤْتَ الْحِكْمَةَ فَقَدْ أُوْتِيَ خَيْرًا Again Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا يَذَّكَّرُ إِلَّا أُلُوا الْأَلْبَابِ Only the intelligent will take this lesson and message. If a person doesn't have intelligence, we just make dua for the person now. And we don't feel proud about our intelligence. This too is Allah Ta'ala's gift, that Allah Ta'ala enabled us to understand that this is the part to take. So the lesson of today was, that when a person starts moving in the path of righteousness, when a person starts deciding to do good, then shaitan will start doing the utmost that he can to stop the person from that good. And if the person doesn't listen to shaitan, then shaitan will still try to create some damage, will still try to cause some harm. And shaitan will bring about this very frightening picture of tomorrow. And all kinds of discouraging remarks and comments and all kinds of things that will try to make a person change one's mind of doing the good. The lesson in this is that number one, Allah Ta'ala made this known to us so that we will expect it, that it will happen. And we will be alert because we have been told it will happen. And when we expect it and we are alert about it, we will be able to handle it correctly. And how we will handle it, we will now turn, whoever is telling us about such things, we will turn their attention also to the picture that Rahman has given us. 
This is the picture that shaitan is drawing. By putting all these waswasas in our heart, we will focus on the picture that Rahman has given us. That, Wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratam minhu wa fadla. Wallahu asi'un alim yu'til hikmata mayyasha. That we want to be among those who Allah Ta'ala selects for the correct understanding of deen and we want this abundant good. So we will not get discouraged. We will not get deviated. We will not get waylaid. We will remain steadfast. We will make dua for others. We will give them dua also. But we will not get into any confrontation, any argument. We will not uh, back answer anybody. But in a very humble way, in a nice way, we will tell them, make dua for me. I am also making dua for you. Allah Ta'ala bless you also with the topic of good. Bless me also. I have many other weaknesses. You make dua, Allah Ta'ala remove all those weaknesses as well. But we keep making dua for istiqamat. Keep asking Allah Ta'ala to keep us steadfast. And keep making shukr on this ni'mat and bounty of deen. And the understanding of deen. And the amal of deen. May Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين